Welcome to this GemTrain.org presentation, where you will be able to enjoy some wonderful free content that we sincerely hope will help you overcome the challenges of autism. Some content from this presentation is not included here, but the entire presentation is available on our website, GemTrain.org. Hello, my name is Donald Best. I am a counselor in private practice. My specialty is providing practical social skills for the neurodiverse or people on the autistic spectrum, uh, providing them with skills um, that helps them navigate the social um, realm of their jobs, helping them get friends and, and develop their love interests, which are are the, the key areas where we're starting about the tween age. They start wanting friends and, and, and uh, significant others in their lives, and then they start wanting jobs, and they, they find that they don't often have the social skills that they need to do that. The, the main population I work with is late teens into adulthood, uh, sometimes a little younger than that. They have no idea about the social world they're missing while they're paying attention to other things. <laughs> so um, it, it's, I don't find it's, it's very useful or possible to, to give the kind of skills I, I'm, I focus on to individuals who haven't, you know, gone through puberty and, and, and want, want a love life, um, you know, the, the, or uh, become an adult and, and go, oh, I want a job and, and this is a problem for me. My story is, is a pretty interesting story, I think. Uh, I, I don't think even today I would have been really diagnosed as on the spectrum, although I am. I, uh, I know that I am because of my, my family. There's so many people in my family who are on the spectrum. And I go, oh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm like that. Um, and uh, I, I was, I'm really lucky in that I, unlike a lot of people on the spectrum, I have very high empathy. I'm very good at uh, reading the emotions of, of other people. And uh, so when uh, my, my autism really uh, caused uh, basically a breakdown when I was 18, I got into therapy. Um, and one of the, one of my problems, one of the things that was um, depressing me was my inability to have friends. Um, and I worked with my uh, counselor on that. And um, he was a great counselor, um, but he, just not a lot of help. <laughs> When it came down to social skills, my favorite story there is um, uh, I was just getting into college and um, I, uh, there was this guy in, the, in this ceramics studio, you know, in, in ceramics you don't, uh, <clears throat> you, you, you don't have homework, you just go to school and, and work in this ceramic studio with all the other students. It's not class, it's just studio time. And there was this older guy there that was just terribly mean to me. <laughs> and, you know, I'd go to my therapist and like, well, what's going on? How do I get this guy to be nice 
nice to me. And his advice was um, to, to be rude back. And, um, uh, and I, I was not, at that, by that point, I wasn't hard to motivate me to be <laughs> rude back. This guy was irritating me pretty good. And so I just, I just laid into him. And I'm pretty good at being rude, actually. <laughs> and um, uh, he, he laughed, looked at me and he laughed and said, well, I didn't think we were gonna be able to be friends. <laughs> And that's how I learned about the concept of friendly teasing. And I was really uh, excited about this concept because um, as somebody who's not interested in the typical guy things of sports and stuff, um, I, I, was, I was really interested in other ways, you know, other skills that I could use to connect to, um, to you know, particularly guys my own age. and. Um, he, so I, I went out and I really tried to get this skill of, of learning how to friendly tease somebody. And, you know, the adult men that I got to cry that way, <laughs> and I, I'd get really frustrated because it would go terribly and I'd go back to my therapist and he was, he was still, you know, he was encouraging moral support. But he was just, couldn't tell me what I was doing wrong. You know, you know so you're, you're, uh, you're uh, you're going too far, Donald. And I'm just like, you know, I figured that out when he started crying. <laughs> Actually, before that, but <laughs> so I really had to look at the problem, try to find examples of other people doing it, and really dissect it and see what was going on. And I figured out for myself the rule is you the the what you're teasing them about has to be ridiculous. Um, and I was able to figure that out because um, I, uh, unlike some others on the spectrum, I'm pretty good observer of, of human beings. And uh, that, that was just kind of the first little puzzle I figured out for myself. Uh, and I, I found as time went on, I'm really good at explaining social rules because I learned them uh, much later than other people. I figured them out for myself as an, as an adult. So yeah, I, I think I am learning proof that you can teach um, an autistic people social skills. And uh, um, you know, it's a myth that you can't. Um, you just have to understand why it's difficult. And as soon as you understand why it's just it's difficult, it doesn't make the solutions easy, but it makes them possible. It, you know, it, it gives you what solutions you need. It can give you some actual good social strengths because for a good example in my life is uh, uh, my I don't feel embarrassed normally, so uh, I'm pretty brave socially, and I don't have problems out know, dealing with a client, um, you know, asking a client for money. You know, <laughs> a lot of that's something my uh, my supervisor said. Yeah, you just don't seem to have a problem with that. <laughs> I'm always feeling I always feel embarrassed. Another thing um, I, I, it comes up with. I've come up with some fairly clever responses to, to things. Um, uh, when, 
when I talk to somebody and they reject me by saying, I'm good, you know, uh, how I, I have a graceful dismount from that where I say, no, you're not, you're great. <laughs> and, and, and I think, um, uh, I think my, my social bravery is, is one of the reasons that allows me to be clever in that way. After I became a therapist, one of the things that really got me started on this particular path is uh, in the same month, I had two different people from my personal life call me up and, you know, really cry over the phone to me about what was happening with their children um, with, with social skills issues. Um, one lady who, who gave me permission to use this story, uh, she was packing huge lunches for her son and she, uh, she, she said, she was just telling me, Donald, I looked into it and, you know, other kids are eating his lunch and he's not being bullied. He's giving his lunch away. Uh, he's, he's trying to make friends, but, but Donald, he doesn't know any of their names. And he, he was missing that school. Hi, how, you know, hi, my name is, what's yours? <laughs> and, but he was still trying to make friends um, with, with a fairly good method. It's just not where you start. <laughs> and so I promised both of them that I'd work up some curriculum and that eventually became Friendship the Game, which um, very quickly turned into right, the Right Context Social Skills Program. So friendship, the game includes flashcards that are that are role plays for the very basic skills: um, greeting, uh, simple gift giving, mutual complaining, uh, and the all the one that trips up so many autistic people is uh, "What's up?" or "How are you?" <laughs> uh, how to answer that question. And then a key part of the game is, um, it's a game, so you roll the dice. If you perform the role play correctly, you get a chance to roll the dice. And the dice represents how the other person chooses to respond. Because that's a key. You can do everything. That's one of the things that makes it hard for people to learn social skills, is you can do everything right. But you might just be hangry and <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> so, so teaching, teaching them uh, that it's not a, a quite as linear a process is a, is a important thing for their attitude. And then the right context social skills really teaches them the context. We have so many social rules we talk about. We talk about the golden rule. We talk about uh, if you can't take it, don't dish it out. Uh, so many things, but the part that's missing for the uh, for the uh, autistic or somebody on the autistic spectrum is very often what context that social rule applies to. So one of the th the examples from the game is. It teaches the neurodiverse, the people on the autistic spectrum, 
how to answer the how are you question. And it tri trips, and this question trips them up in a lot of different ways. They go into too much detail, but the, uh, sometimes but the real problem they have is figuring out whether it's just a greeting or a sincere question. So what I teach them, what the role play does is teaches them to treat it like a just a greeting the first time always. So the the card, the role play cards read, how are you? The response would be, hi. And then the card says, uh, hello, but how are you? And, and then they're allowed to answer the question. If the person is sincerely asking the question, they'll ask twice. So that's a really simple way to navigate that problem without trying to get them to, um, you know, stretch too much. I mean, we're, we're, we're uh, the, eventually from doing that and, and doing it over and over again and, and, and they can get that pattern recognition of, oh, you know, uh, it's a question or not um, from, the, from the beginning, but it's, it's a really good way to get them in the game right away. And then they roll the dice and, uh, and uh, see how well that was received. <laughs> The, the social rule that really helps illustrate the social, how, why social contexts are important is uh, the rule, don't dish it out if you, if you can't take it. Um, one of the things that good friends do for us is they criticize us. It's one of the reasons why good friendships are so important for successful people is they don't end up being an echo chamber, they have somebody to give them valuable perspective. <laughs> and as that's developing in a group of, of kids and such, um, you know, people rub each other while criticism will fly back and forth and eventually somebody will go too far and get, get a little hurt. And, and that phrase, that's when that phrase really pops up in my, as telling a, a, a seven or a 12 year old, you know, hey, you criticize them. They didn't take it that bad. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, don't dish it out if you can't take it. And helping them to remind me, remind them that criticism uh, can be an important and bonding part of friendship. Well, that's all the kinds of stuff that the uh, people on the spectrum often just completely miss, you know, that they're not there. They're over in a corner doing something completely different than, than this group in the middle. And so they, they miss that. And that when they try to get that as an, as an adult, then they'll hear that rule and then they'll apply it in the wrong context. So a boss might give them, you know, I don't want you to do it this way. I want you to do it that way kind of job feedback and they'll go, well, you're fat <laughs> and, and not understanding that that's not the right social context for that, for applying that role. That's for um, friendship, uh, acquaintance level going into friendship uh, kinds of contexts. Well, the, there's, there's, there's three different social contexts that uh, can overlap. There's relationship, you know, 
Social rules are very different if we're acquaintances or lovers or um, enemies or and it, and there's a, there's a even there's a even a big difference between um, uh, open hostility has been declared or you're just enemies. You know, it has you know ha- has all at war been declared? Um, <laughs> you know there there there's two sets of so different rules. So so that's one thing is you know your your relationship with with somebody that's that provides one um thing that can really change the rules and and the kind of exclusive you know you, when somebody's your good friend you're you, it's very rare that the or almost never um, that the social rules for for frenemy or or, or will would apply um the exception to that is competitor <laughs> um some sometimes you, you go into competitor mode but that's it you know and and you don't do them both at the same time really um the uh, next level of of social context is location you know are you are you at the store in the bathroom or at home in the bathroom you know those are two different locations they have similar rules but different social rules um are you are you in the main congregation at at church or the uh uh Sunday school room at at church you know the social rules can change from room to room uh building to building uh so location and the final one is role your next door neighbor comes over you will is is he your next door neighbor or is she your your soccer coach what role are they playing right then your best friend is behind you in his car well if the lights are flashing and and he's pulled you out over as a cop he's not playing your best friend right then <laughs> so so the his the role um changes the social rules there it it's complicated but it's not um if if you, it it can be very systematized and and nailed down really and expressed. We hope you're enjoying this presentation. At any time, we invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum. It's 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 really important to understand why and how uh the people on the spectrum get behind in social in, in in their social development and that then leads to to solutions <laughs> uh the one of the main reasons they get behind is you know sheer obliviousness they're they they're they had their poor eye contact meant that they just didn't even see a lot of the facial social cues a lot of time a lot of them though have good 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 eye contact but their sensory issues um, meant that they were distracted or their 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 lack of shared interest with other people meant that they weren't didn't have a lot of enough ex- social exposure so for whatever reason they just missed the social bus <laughs> <laughs> um they weren't paying attention back when when this was this information was handed out 
So the good news there is they can learn to read those social, notice those social cues and, and start uh, uh, getting the information they need from that. The other struggle they have is the, the, their neurodiversity part of, of the autistic spectrum. Uh, they're not gonna wanna go to rock concerts, most likely. I mean, I can't imagine enjoying one. <laughs> you know, the, the, oftentimes the very social venues um, stimulate their, their um, sensory issues. Uh, so that, that can be a barrier. And then I've already mentioned the, the, the lack of shared interests. How do, you, how do you make friends with people if no one shares your interests? And then when they go to, to get a help from uh, somebody else, then it's important to understand what, what struggle that person has in in teaching them one of the problem one of the ways i learned i know how to teach somebody something is i remember how it was taught to me unfortunately a lot of this learning happened at the same stage you know talked about social context great example is you know do you remember really do you really remember when you learned not to pee or poo unless it was in the social context of the bathroom and and that's the the age where where uh, they're picking up on um, uh, the social pressure to pick particular interests over over other particular interests. So, a neurotypical individual, somebody who's not on the spectrum or you know has great social skills. Uh, they don't remember learning it and, and they and they struggle, they can use it, but they really struggle to verbalize both the social cue and the social context, even though they, they sometimes can tell you the rule that you're breaking. You may have heard people say that sometimes the best players are, are not the best coaches. And that's actually been true in my life in a totally different realm. I've already mentioned my ceramics habit. <laughs> I really struggled to learn ceramics. Um, I, my motor skills are not great. <laughs> um, but because I struggled with it, uh, very similarly with, with uh, social skills, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good teacher of it. Whereas you know, people who just pick it up right away, um, the, they went through that learning curve so quickly, they, they uh, forgot how they learned it almost as soon as they learned it. <laughs> So it, it, there is uh, there is some analogy you can get to that just in, in in real skills. Sometimes the people who learn things the quickest are not are the not the best teachers. Sometimes, very often, the best teacher is uh, is the person who struggled to learn it and and therefore um, had to be a little more creative and stuff tough to learn it. Uh, a lot of social skills a lot of a lot of social convention is arbitrary and and that's one of the things that autistic people see and and think ill of um, the arrangements of forks on a table and knives and spoon you know if you go to a really fancy dinners is a very visual one you can you can you can 
do, but um, what order they go into, well, they could have picked any order, really. <laughs> so, so is it stupid that we have an order? No, it's not. The, that might be a little bit of a ridiculous example. But so many of these things, we pick one way over other, and yes, it's just because. But what that allows people to do is be on the same page. And, and so even though it's arbitrary, it's functionally important. Um, any order might have done, <laughs> but it's important that there is an order. Um, and and uh, so teaching, teaching them that just because it doesn't make sense to them, it may not really make sense as to why that is that way, but that doesn't mean that there's, we can, we can, I can still tell you what's important. The top button of, of that thing, that's one of the most interesting uh, diagnostic qualities of, a, uh, of autism. Autistic people button the top button of their pillow. <laughs> And nobody can explain to them why it's there and we don't button it. Um, the, and the answer to that is, is pretty simple. If it's there and you, it, the, the um, color of your shirt is actually a very important social signal. That can be teach, that I can teach them, you know, you know, at work, at break, see if the, we're loosening our ties. That means we're moving from, from formal work to a setting, to a, a social setting where you can make some social headway, you can make, make social progress. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a key thing. So if, you, if it's not there, you don't get the credit for not buttoning, buttoning it. It's showing how formal the environment is. You know, golf isn't exactly football. It's a little more formal than football, but it's not, it's not the office. And, 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 and then that, that applies to, to the shirt. And it's a very silly, arbitrary thing, but it's actually, is a, is a very watching other people and, and whether or not they're buttoning or unbuttoning their top button is, is actually an important social cue. It's useful. We, we go, I, I ask the question, how do you make friends if nobody shares your interests? Well, that's one of the reasons I use the term socially dictated interests. Most people have socially dictated interests. Most guys in our culture have a list, you know, football, cars, uh, first person shooter video games, and women, makeup, shopping, um, less violent video games. Um, and you know, the reason they have those particular issues is society told them to. And people on the spectrum missed the memo. <laughs> and it's a myth that your interests are somehow genetic or set or, um, you know, uh, as a, as a, Somebody on the spectrum, you have two choices. Well, three choices. You can live in a world where no one shares your interests. You can try to get somebody else interested in what you're interested in. And, and um, or you can try to develop 
look at what shareable interests there are uh, uh, and and see which one uh, appeals to you most and try to develop that and and obviously the successful solution is a combination of the, the two the last two of those options so some of the activities would be list all you know take an inventory of all your interests and then try to find try to find similar interests that are on the socially approved list and and branch out to there so you know we're not violating who you are as a person and and, and what really tickles you um we're we're just um uh help you know helping you do the same thing everyone else did at some point there can be a lot of black and white thinking when when we talk about um am i popular enough do am i likable enough you know if one person hates me you know it's the end of the world <laughs> um and but and and i certainly one of the things that i've people have told me is how refreshing i am that i'm interested in in things they've never heard of and, and thought of um and one of the cool things that i've discovered for myself is um very often times when i get the donald only you would be interested in that <laughs> donald nobody's interested in that <laughs> kind of kind of response is actually um uh a relationship problem the once people get to know get to get from the acquaintance level uh and get to know me and get to know why i'm interested in that then they find it very refreshing that i that i that you know they get to learn something that they never even thought of before you know it really breaks up the men, uh mundaneness of life <laughs> wasn't quite the word i was going for but um and uh there are there there are people who who you can you can really be the variety of the spice of life for but there're going to be people that you don't want to like you <laughs> um and 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 um there's there's value in that too uh, i i know i i i don't think everyone should like you just like your your friends should criticize you you should also have criticism from uh from a not unfriendly source as well i think that's uh in healthy amounts when you have a a, a good support network i think i think that's uh a part of of what being fully human is um you know that I, i think uh you cannot refine yourself to the highest levels without that i don't think and that's that's how i would attack that myth no and not everyone should like you <laughs> then you 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 would be denied uh, as uh, a source of a valuable criticism that you even your best friends can you know they're going to they're going to have a little bit of a jaded view on you um to, to um use that word a little incorrectly uh rose can see with a little bit of rose colored glasses 
is what I meant there. <laughs> yeah. And there were, there were, there were, there was, uh, I really like to give um, the uh, neurotypical helper a few more um, uh, key, key points as, as to really going into why it's so hard to um, be the helper, the teacher there. And, and that is not being able to use the golden rule. Uh, as, as, an, as a neurotypical person, you have social skills on easy mode. Um, you can use the golden rule and, and, and that means there are a lot less rules for, for you. <laughs> you don't have the, the, the rule, you don't, you don't have to think about the rule of um, surprising somebody for the birthday. You know, you would want to surprise, therefore you surprise somebody else. It all boils down to that one little, you know, put yourself in, in the other person's person's shoes. And, and um, uh, that's one of your struggles. Imagine you're a contractor and you know how to build a house. You've started at the, at the bottom and you worked your way up until you can, you, you, can, you can take any blueprint and direct a bunch of people to build this house. Then plop you back you know, in the stone ages where there's no nails, no, no, uh, um, no wheels, no uh, levels, no rulers. You don't have all the tools to build a house. Well, did people back then build houses? Yes, they built some pretty nice houses. <laughs> um, they, they were a little different <laughs> than, than what you've built. But um, I think you're, you're far ahead of, of me who's never built a house <laughs> to, to, to figure out how to do it without any of those tools. Um, I think all of your experience can apply. You just have to realize that you do have to make some significant changes uh, not having that golden rule. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you tell them to do this and, and, and it, if, you, if you can figure out, oh, yeah, um, we got to figure out what else to do rather than using that, help them understand the other point, person's point of view. You can be much more helpful. Than, than you might realize. Because we talk about the autistic person's helplessness. I've, I've talked to a lot of family members who just, you know, that's one of the, just feel like, oh, it's impossible. We cannot teach them. <laughs> um, one lady um, told me, you know, I have no idea how to teach my son social skills. <laughs> and um, I think she, she does. And I think she found out that she does. She just um, had no idea what she was up against. <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, oh, there's, there's some fear of the dark there. It, you know, when, when what, what are, we're up against is unknown, it's, it's scarier than it is when, it did, when, we, when we turn on the light and, and, and see what it really is. One of the main things going back to something we covered earlier is realizing that difficulty isn't failure. And that's, that's um, that uh, she would try to explain something and 
uh, and her kid would go out and try something similar, <laughs> but of course get the context wrong. Um, and the, uh, uh, and then that was a case where basically it was like, you know, same building, wrong room. <laughs> Very, you know, um, something talked about with peers was applied to, to an adult. Um, and realizing, no, that's, that's, that's progress. It's just like, no, now you learn that, <laughs> that, that difference. And that's how you, how you teach major mode of learning is trial and error. That error, sometimes we, we, we're way too negative about pro having problems, especially when some of those problems can, can be so devastating. That's why practicing is, is so important. But um, there, there's gonna be plenty of, plenty of error in the trial and error learning, and, and, it's, and it's an important part of this learning. Um, if, if, if you're afraid, too afraid to fail, you fail, you, you're, you're not going to develop that skill. It's, it's very much like diving off the high dive. Um, uh, if you're too afraid to belly flop, you're never going to jump. I got a job <clears throat> right out of uh, my bachelor's degree. It wasn't a very good paying job, but I, I, I watched people grow and it was my favorite job ever. And then, um, you know, I, I struggled with the idea of, of, well, couldn't somebody else help them better? Um, and, and so that's, that's why I like doing this part of it. I, I think I'm one of the few people who can do it the best, this the best, you know, because, because I, I, I really feel like I've blazed this trail. When somebody see, succeeds as I'm working with them and they go through that, that steps, those steps, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's full of fun stories and it's, it's just pure joy. Um, that's, that's, that's the, and um, it's healing too, because I usually, I usually get them with a lot of heartbreak. Um, so it just, just makes you feel whole. It's risky to hope. It's, uh, it's easy to think that um, everybody else is just stupid and not nice. <laughs> and that's why I'm suffering. <clears throat> But at the end of the day, I, I think what pulled me that through those, some of those spots is um, <clears throat> simple choice. You know, are you gonna sit there and and and, and be where you are, or you know, what else do you have to do but try again? But don't just try the same old thing. You know, I, I would like to validate. You know, give up trying the same old thing. Try something new. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation. 
We now invite you to go to gemtrain.org and gain the additional guidance from this presenter that can help you fully grow and flourish as you gain the skills and confidence to help those you love on the autism spectrum.